Hey, Armin here. Welcome to the NSP Nutrition Show. We cover training, nutrition, supplementation strategies, and a whole lot more. So stand by. Welcome to the NSP Nutrition Show. I'm Armin Eckelbarger. And I'm Frank Mills. Welcome to the show, whether you're watching or listening. We appreciate you joining us today. Armin and I uh, have a great show for you today. We're going to be talking about Armin's current hormone optimization protocol. So we're going to be talking about that. And also in the second segment, is it better to weight train fasted? Mm-hmm. So yeah. uh, I think that's a, a very good topic. We've talked about a lot of different things about fasting, but weight training specifically, this is going to be good. So Armin, another great show. Um, but before we get started here, I'm sure a lot of people, as we promised them, you know, um, a grand prize winner, and we've got that grand prize winner. But, you know, Armin and I, we, we, we had... Uh, a problem trying to decide and the folks at NSP were so gracious. They decided to, uh, extend, uh, what another's like maybe a second or third prizes or a couple complimentary prizes as well for the ideas. Is that how you would describe it, Armin? Yeah, we got permission to have two other, uh, additional prizes. So we're going to have, because of the, what we thought was a pretty good information, so we have some other gift cards are going to be an issue for two other people. So it'll be three people total. So, Hey, how about that? <laughs> oh, oh, okay. So, so um, I'll let you do the announcing. So the grand prize winner of the contest is. That's going to be Joseph DeMarco. We really appreciate his input. And he wanted us to do a, a show based on the 21 day challenge. And you know, we haven't really, haven't really addressed that. We did, did something on, you know, someone talked about, training in the Hollywood stars, but we were really talking about the challenge itself and some of the moving parts to it. And I, you know, we all agree that it, that's probably something that people are going to be kind of curious about anyways, because we had a lot of guys participate in that. So mm-hmm. give us some, uh, some fresh insights. Mm-hmm. So Joseph DeMarco gets the grand prize. Um, I apologize. I don't remember <laughs> all the things that were involved in that grand prize. I know yeah. it was, a consultation well, with you, right, Armin? Yeah, they get a 60-minute consultation with me. They're going to get an NSP t-shirt, so we'll get their shirt size. And then they get a $25 gift card. Awesome. For, you know, okay. However, they, whatever they need. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, congratulations to you, Joseph. We appreciate your uh, idea and your suggestion. Right? Yeah, it's your awesome. contribution. <laughs> okay. So, now, the other two guys... Um, mm-hmm. You know, again, really kind of kind of really surprised us with their ideas, but the reason why we felt compelled to give prizes and and NSP agreed was they really? both kind of came up what with the same idea but different. So yeah. we Oh, okay. So Armin, why don't you explain kind of what happened? All right, so we had to uh, one, uh, one, uh, he's an NSP uh, client. His name's uh, Rob Harvey, P A R V I. 
he's like, hey, won't you have some guests on the show? So we like that. And that makes sense. And so it's actually generated some other ideas that we're going to talk about in the future as well. But then another one, uh, Jason Noseworthy, he's like, you know, interview Daryl Conant. And so he was suggesting the same thing, but he also listed somebody to, to, uh, to do that with. Now, the other, you know, Rob did as well, um, but we already contacted uh, Daryl Conant. And so he's willing to do, do a show. So we're going to do an interview with him. So it's all good. And so we're going to give them each a $25 gift certificate from NSP. So, so congratulations to both of you guys. We appreciate that. Um, Armin, Armin, just a little, little to, to elaborate a little bit more on the ideas is because of your idea, what, what you guys came up with, uh, yes, interviews, we've thought about that for the show, but to have three guys on a show is kind of cumbersome. Plus this show was really designed by NSP nutrition Armin to really focus on weight training, supplementation, nutrition, just anything to help you achieve better results, guidance, that kind of thing. The interview though, really intrigued everyone. And uh, it's basically going to create Armin doing his own solo show. Um, (laughs) And that'll be a part of in some way, shape or or form with the Vince's gym format. Um, and and we're still working out the details, but Armin's going to be interviewing someone in the fitness industry, uh, in the workout world, uh, probably around monthly, maybe more, you know, we're still trying to work those out. We're going to start monthly, see how that goes um, with scheduling everything, but, uh, we actually got two people lined up, so it should be interesting. Mm. And plus, you know, we get different perspectives on things that they've done. And I can kind of drill down on it a little bit about, um, you know, different things that they're doing versus what I'm doing to get some different opinions. So it should be good. Absolutely. More content for you guys. So we appreciate the suggestions and uh, keep them coming, you know, keep them coming because that's going to get incorporated into the format of our shows as we progress. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So Armin, let's get on with the show. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about your current hormone optimization protocol. What made you decide to talk about this topic specifically? Well, I get asked this a lot anyways, and you know, I'm turning 59 this month. So, uh, you know, and I have to manage my own hormone levels, you know, to keep them in optimal range. And the reason mm-hmm. this is important is it's for longevity. You know, your hormones are messages that tell your body how to, tells your body how to operate. So, if you want good longevity, do you want to keep your hormones at a high level? Because that's what rebuilds cells. That's what makes everything happen. And so I've learned a lot, mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot of trial and error, dealing with different, the, you know, different medical professionals. And I found that there's just a lot of misinformation out there mm-hmm. with people who are actually struggling, trying to improve their hormones. And so I'm hoping this will give you some, some ideas and shed some light on things that, I found are working for me currently and mm-hmm. everything does evolve over time, but this is, I'm going to talk about what I'm currently doing for now. <clears throat> yeah. Well, I think the thing that would be good for you to kind of explain why an optimal range, why at a high level, I know you yeah. just talked about the aging, but there's a little bit more to it than that, right? 
Yeah. So like, like I mentioned before, you know, the hormones are the messengers that tell your body how to operate. And if the levels are low, which will happen over time because they do decrease no matter what you do, you know, you're not going to be operating at a high level. You're going to be operating at a low level. And so this is going to mm-hmm. affect your energy. It affects energy a lot, actually. It gives you, you're going to fatigue easier. You're going to have a lower sex drive. You're going to have less strength. You're going to accumulate more body fat. You're going to get brain fog. Uh, I mean, you're going to lose muscle mass. And these things are all reality, just to name a few, that when things aren't at optimal range, that's what's going to happen. And it's, it's an absolute fact. So uh, you want to have a way to fight that. I mean, you don't mm-hmm. have to, but you if you don't, you're just going to age faster based on the, the declining levels. There's a lot of science that talks about that. So it is right. important. Well, Armin, for all that you do, from the weight training, the supplementation, the nutrition, to stay in the physique, in the shape that, that you are in, which is very, very amazing. Um, you know, it's definitely important to talk about how long you've been dealing with this, because if you're dealing with it, you know, right. So it's gotta be worse for guys who aren't doing what you're doing. So, um, how long has this been going on for you? Well, I started to notice, you know, mild effects when I was in my mid forties, 45, 46. And I, Really just thought, well, I'll just adjust my nutrition, I'll adjust my training a little bit. Mm-hmm. And it, it really didn't do a whole lot. And I was pretty disappointed, actually. I was like, oh, geez, and, you know, I'm doing things really tight. But at the same time, I wasn't, you know, I was doing a high carbohydrate, low fat type of diet or moderate fat type of mm-hmm. diet. Mm-hmm. So I really did a lot of research on, okay, what's involved with aging. And then what I, what I learned initially was hormones are very involved with aging. And it's like, ah. Oh, Okay, so then I started learning about how hormones work, and um, that's that's a in- intricate process because there's a lot of things to know, and not not what people actually think there is, but there's a lot more to it. So, about age forty eight is when I decided, after having my levels checked, to move forward with how to to get them back into range, and so gotcha. that's what we're going to talk about. So, been dealing with it for twelve years or so, and I've been on therapy for approximately eleven years. And, and, you know, I've made some really good improvements understanding how therapy works. And again, my goal, okay, is not to be over the top with therapy because that's mm-hmm. not what you want to do. It's to be in optimal range. And right. that's where I'm at. And that's where I've been able to achieve. So that's what I want to kind of talk about today. Okay. Okay. So I am kind of curious. You said, I think it was 11 years, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So did your therapy kind of change over the years? Uh, yeah, it's a long time. It absolutely did. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> it's kind of like, you know, it was still pretty early on as far as, you know, the development of how to improve your hormone levels because the science was there, but then it's like, mm-hmm. okay, what do we do? What are the protocols to improve it? And they're, when I first started, they're still pretty basic. And again, mm-hmm. we're talking about simple protocol to improve testosterone right. and your D, your DHEA, your pregnenolone, these other hormones, and then manage your estrogen. So, you know, I started with one medical professional, then I ended up not being happy with that one, had to move to another one. And yeah, that it, it improved some. But mm-hmm. I ended up having to do my own research and then helping to educate with the doctors based, based on the questions I was asking. They're like, oh, okay, that's a good question. Mm. So it was kind of a, an education for both sides. So I'm on my uh, fifth medical professional 
because I'm continuously trying to improve what gets done to make you know a really good protocol. Mm-hmm. And so the good news is, is what I've learned you know has allowed me to take less testosterone, which is great compared to what I've seen most people take, uh, because I was able to maintain what little testosterone my bio is making. I've still been able to maintain that. And that's important. Hmm. And, uh, and you're going to see a lot of people that they don't think it's important. They think, well, that's only important if you want to have kids. That's not true. You mm-hmm. want to keep your feedback loop, your hormonal system working as long as possible. Because mm-hmm. at some point it will you know, st- keep, start to shut down some. But if you do the things that you need to do, it won't. And you're going to have better longevity. So, and then there's a lot of, there's a lot of to learn on that. But at the same time, mm-hmm. That's what we're going to talk about is how to get the best return for your efforts and not uh, get yourself in a situation where, you know, it just doesn't work for you. Cause there's a lot of guys out there that didn't approach it right. And they're on the struggle bus. Cause I'm in, I'm in these different Facebook groups and it's amazing what these, some of the dumbest things these people are doing, mm-hmm. but you know, they're struggling now. So anyways. Right. Right. Well, you know, I'm kind of curious and I'm, I'm sure our audience is like with the things that you had to do to kind of stay on track or even improve, you know, um, for the things that you found out there, you know, it, it had to be very tough to go through, like just finding a doctor, uh, you know, that, that understood what you were talking about to try to find these answers. That was a difficult path for you, right? Yeah. It, yeah. I mean, you got to be kind of determined. Well, I had to be determined at that point. I went through three regular medical doctors and they just like, well, it's just part of aging. Don't worry about it. There's nothing to do about it. Mm-hmm. And then I did meet one that had some knowledge and he wanted $2,500 up front. And I'm like, well, I don't even know if it's going to work or if I even like you, you know, so right. I'm not going to pay you $2,500 up front. So, uh, I mean, that's, that's what you got to watch out for, you know? And, um, so anyways, you know, as I kept learning and researching and then talking mm-hmm. to them, um, I kept comparing, uh, you know, notes with what this doctor group would do versus this other doctor group. And so I'm, and I'm constantly doing it. I'm always looking for who's cutting edge, who's, who's got good research and has good strategy. So it gets better and easier to implement because, uh, you know, it, it, it got a little complicated for a short period there because of the different people I'm working with. But mm-hmm. now I've, I've got it a lot more stable as far, as far as I'm concerned. Now you may feel otherwise, but. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, it's been not only a long process, but it's a constant process because it's important to you. You're passionate yeah. about it and you want to stay right at the optimum level that you can. So I get that. Yeah. Um, let's talk about what you're doing today. What's your current protocol and the things you're doing now? Okay. So to kind of tell you in the beginning, the first doctor I worked with, um, they put me on 200 milligrams of testosterone a week. So it was an injectable. You do one shot a week. Mm-hmm. And then I was on some DHEA, 25 milligrams of DHEA, which is dehydroepiandrostone. Mm-hmm. That's just something that helps your body to make hormones as well, testosterone, estrogen, et cetera. And then because they put me on testosterone, they put me on a Nasrazole, which is what's called an estrogen blocker to help manage estrogen. Um, and then on top of that, my thyroid was is, was pretty sluggish. So they put me on 30 milligrams of armor, which is a natural desiccated um, way to improve your, your thyroid gland operation. 
So that's mm. what I started with initially. And okay. I was doing the armor daily on an empty stomach in the morning. But today, after working with different medical professionals and learning more, uh, I take uh, pregnenolone in the morning and DHEA. So the pregnenolone, which is a hormone precursor, and so is DHEA, uh, these help you to make testosterone, help you make other hormones, estrogen, et cetera. So I take 200 milligrams of pregnenolone, which also helps with brain function too. Mm -hmm. And then 25 milligrams of DHEA. So this helps me to continue to make some hormones with my current system. And then for the estrogen and sex binding hormone globulin management, I take calcium deglucurate, uh, myomin, which is an estrogen, uh, natural estrogen blocker, and then triple action cruciferous vegetable extracts. I take those daily to manage the estrogen and also to manage the cell. You know, one of the things with the cruciferous vegetable extracts, it's a kind of a preventative for any kind of cancerous cell or tumor cell development. It kind of nullifies that. That's why mm -hmm. broccoli and these cruciferous vegetables are highly recommended. So that's what I'm doing regarding that. Okay. So I take the, um, the pregnenolone DHA in the morning and I take, before I go to bed, I take the calcium, the glucurate, the myomin, it's myo, myomin, and then the triple okay. action cruciferous vegetables. And then also in the morning, I take the, uh, I, I'm up to 75 milligrams of armor because my thyroid is, you know, again, it's, it's still working well, but it's still mm -hmm. fluctuating. So I'm on top of that. Okay. Now, uh, then with testosterone, I started with 200 milligrams because of these other strategies that I'm doing now, uh, I'm down to 80 milligrams. So of less than half, which is awesome. And it also saves you money too. Right. Not that it's real expensive. So, but the way I do it now, I take the testosterone twice a week and I do it subcutaneously. So you're just using an insulin syringe versus an intramuscular injection. So this is really easy to do. It's, you know, you don't get any kind of pain at all. Sometimes you do it in a muscular injection. It can, you know, it can be a little nerve wracking depending on the, you know, with the needle. Mm -hmm. But you don't have that when you do subcutaneous. And so because I do it twice a week, I'm doing it. It's called microdosing. So I get a small amount. That's kind of how your body makes testosterone. It, it doesn't make a whole bunch of it and then let it set. It makes so much every day. Mm -hmm. So this kind of mimics that. So I take the shot on Tuesday and Saturday. That gives me a little bit of time in between because the, the levels start to decrease after the first injection. Mm -hmm. Now, to help keep my current feedback loop working, so I continue to make testosterone as well with the supplements, I take, I, I've been taking 25 units of HCG, human chorionic gonotropin. And what that is, you take that with an insulin syringe and I take that twice a week. That's to get the body to continue to make luteinizing hormone and follicle stimulating hormone, which tells the pituitary to make testosterone so okay. that's the purpose of that so i take those uh shots on thursday and friday okay so that, that that's the way it's designed to do to help keep that working and but what i'm going to do now is they're going to hcg becoming a lot harder to get because of different things going on with the pharmaceutical companies and stuff mm -hmm. so i'm going to be switching to kiss peptin which is similar and i'll be doing 20 units of that with an insulin syringe five to seven days a week, again, to keep the body making testosterone, but it's just a, a mild booster. So it just causes your, your luteinizing hormone, your follicle stimulating hormone to keep doing what it's supposed to be doing. Now, I know that sounds kind of complicated and probably a lot, but it, it's, it's pretty simplified at this point. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> well, for, for what that's worth. Yeah. I, I'm, I mean, 
obviously, Armin, you've done a lot of research to progress from where you were to what you're doing now. And you saved probably yourself a lot of time and money with some of the things that you have researched. But I was kind of curious, what is the rationale uh, behind the protocol compared to other protocols that you have seen out there? You know, there there are Uh, quite a few. Yeah, that's pretty messy, actually, um, because I'm in these different groups. But most of these, unfortunately, a lot of guys are getting these cookie cutter protocols where it's, you know, they start with a 200 milligram intermuscular injection once a week, mm-hmm. and then they'll they'll uh, put them on an astrozole, the estrogen blocker, which is one milligram uh, split up. So you take a 0.5 twice a week, and maybe if they got a, the right doctor, they, they're doing some HCG or something to keep their feedback loop working. But a lot of them aren't. So that whole right. system starts it that shuts down over time, mm-hmm. and if you don't do the the feedback loop, the feedback system, the testicles shrink because they're not making as much. That's also another side effect of it. Mm-hmm. So uh, you know that's what you want to keep in mind. So that's what you standardly see, and then that or they're going to use a gel or a cream that they do daily. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it can be from a compounded product or it can be like Andrew gel, which is you know, pharmaceutical based, mm-hmm. but they charge like $300 a month for that, which is ridiculous. Wow. The reason that, the reason they can do that is because they, um, patented the technique of how you apply it. So there's a lot to know here. So regular testosterone is typically about 50 bucks a month, give or take. Okay. So hmm. that's when they, a lot of people don't understand either. So just, if you're going to use the gel, probably want to have the compound. So it won't be quite so expensive. If you want to do that, but mm-hmm. there's a lot of debate back and forth on how well it absorbs. So, but you'll see a lot of that. Mm-hmm. And then another typical protocol is, which can lead, to, uh, well, with these typical protocols, what ends up happening when you take an intermuscular injection and it's going to last you seven days, you kind of get a lot of testosterone at once and it balls up in a little ball and it slowly disperses into your system. But what happens over time is the estrogen starts coming up and starts taking effect and it limits how much free testosterone you have available. And because you're getting a a lump sum here over time, it starts to thicken the blood, which can cause your hematocrit and hemoglobin to rise. Hmm. And when that starts to elevate, then you got to bring it down. You can't leave it that way because what that means is your blood's getting too thick. Mm -hmm. So now you need to give, you have to give blood. So if you don't do that, it's going to lead to high blood pressure and other issues down the road. So as you can tell, there's a lot to know, but, you know, I, I've never had to get blood because I've done right. the protocols and, and kept an eye on what was going on. But th- there's a lot of guys that have to do that on a regular basis. And that doesn't mean that you still wouldn't have to do that. It's just, mm-hmm. it's just something that tends to, but this particular protocol tends to happen for a lot of guys. All right. So then they get the total shutdown of any natural, you know, any natural testosterone production. So there's no luteinizing hormone, phosphatidine hormone working at all. So, you know, if you had to ever get off of therapy, that's a huge problem. Okay. So that's another issue too. Uh, Hmm. Not that you really want to, but I mean, some guys, the way they do it, they just, you know, they have a problem with it. Um, So the higher levels of estrogen, like I mentioned before, that's going to affect your sex binding homoglobulins. And what these do is they affect your free testosterone. So when they get elevated, it, it takes away from your energy and what you'd actually be able to use that day. Then on top of all that, if you get too much, then your DHT, dehydrotestosterone levels, start to rise up. And when they get too high, it starts to cause hair loss and also affects your prostate. 
So as, as you can tell, a lot of mechanics going on here, but at the mm -hmm. same time, they're, they're manageable when you're done properly. So, but that's what like, I had no idea about. That's a lot of great information, Armin. Um, <laughs> but does it matter what type of, of testosterone is prescribed? I was just curious about that. That one's a pretty debatable one. Uh, okay. Most of the things that I see is, you know, cypionate, which is an oil base. One thing I will say is some of the cypionates, they'll use um, cottonseed oil. And there's some research stating that that's really not a good uh, oil to use with your, with your body. So I recommend mm -hmm. the grapeseed uh, oil or MCT oil based on some of the medical research and some of the statements that have been uh, or not statements, but things that have been talked about. Mm -hmm. But typically, cypionate is one, and you have propionate, then you have enantinate, and if I'm, you know, maybe saying them incorrectly, but and then you have undecanate. So there's four mm -hmm. different types of, um, uh, you know, basically esters that are made up of the testosterone. What I typically see is for me is a cypionate propionate combination. It's like an 80 20 blend. Mm -hmm. And this is just, these are just take, they're, they're esters that allow your body to absorb the testosterone properly. So that's all okay. that really means. Um, so, and anthonate can be combined with them too. So, but you don't see a lot of undecanate uh, with what with the doctors I'm working with. They don't really do much of that. So, the most form and comms, the most common forms, period, is going to be cypionate and anthonate along with some propionate. So, um, Again, just want to make sure that if you're if you're going to be on therapy, uh, because you have to check this because these other compounding pharmacies they'll use this cottonseed oil because it's pretty cheap. Uh, you want to go grapeseed oil or MCT oil, and okay. you know I've had a few people that they find it a little bit harder to find, but there's plenty of companies that make it, so mm -hmm. but you have to check that. Okay, well, <laughs> Armin, as we wrap up, we're running out of time here. Any final thoughts? Yeah. So again, you, as you can see, there's, there's a lot to know. Okay. Um, and then going, just going to your regular doctor to investigate, this is not the best way to go because they're not educated in all these protocol strategies. They really aren't. And, and, and neither is uh, an endocrinologist and neither is a urologist. Now there are exceptions or some guys that, you know, or other medical professionals that are into it and have some good, good understanding. I just don't, I haven't ran across very many of them. So the, but most of them are just doing these standard protocols which I, I don't recommend them. Um, Absolutely. So, um, outside of that, you know, what I feel you need to do is find the right, the right medical professional that's at nerd status. In other words, they're so into it that they, they know all the different things. And that's mm -hmm. kind of where I'm always looking for somebody that's really into it, to, that knows the nuances and the best ways to do things to get it to where right we need to be. Because once you get it dialed in, you're really good. Your sex drive is good. Your mm -hmm. energy is good. Your strength is good. And you're not over the top. It's just keeps you right. right where you want to be. So that's what um, that's what you want to do. And I'm always looking for more experts and other other professionals that I can connect with to have more resources for my clients. But so far, so good. <laughs> well, Armin, great segment. Um, we got to run. Stand by for a quick word from NSP Nutrition. Arm and I will be right back. Check out nspnutrition.com. NSP Nutrition produces the highest quality naturally sourced supplements on the planet. NSP Nutrition has the products to help you achieve any of your fitness goals guaranteed. NSP Nutrition, high quality, all natural. Hey, and welcome back to the NSP Nutrition Show. I'm Armin Echelbarger. I'm Frank Mills, and welcome back to the show. Uh, we're going to be talking about 
is it better to weight train fasted before we do real quick we talked about the winner and i'm encouraging everyone to check out that 21 day challenge uh it it's free and you get Mm -hmm. a lot of great information and armin for free we've had a lot of people sign up and we've gotten a lot of great feedback right oh yeah yeah i mean you you get good quality training you get techniques you you get videos demonstrated nutrition's covered there supplements are covered there so it's a good well-rounded starter program or just a reboot type program so absolutely so check out the 21 day challenge on nspnutrition.com all right so let's get in is it better to weight train fasted now we both have fasted we've tried different Mm -hmm. things but why don't you specifically talk about or clarify what you mean by to train fasted yeah that's probably a good question so okay for from my perspective it's you know you've had no food since you went to bed mm-hmm. so when you wake up you're going to be in a fasted state so there you, go. Now, you could also consider not having any food for multiple hours before you train as somewhat of a fasted state as well but if, you know what i'm talking about here is basically training early morning and on an empty stomach and not have any food. So uh, that's what we want to kind of clarify on that. Okay. All right. So with anything that's out there, there are pros and cons to it. Um, what are some of the pros and cons, Armin? All right. Good question. Uh, you know, I feel the pros are you're going to continue to burn fat you know, and your insulin's low. So that's why you can do that. And so when it's low, it doesn't affect your, your cells when the hormones are secreting. So I, I feel like you mm-hmm. get a pretty good hormone response when you're in a fasted state because they're already active when you're sleeping. So when you wake up, they're still going to be somewhat active. So when you start that stress, they're going to kick in and start doing the work uh, pretty mm-hmm. quickly. So I just feel like you get a better hormone response um, and just because insulin's out of the way. Now, mm-hmm. the cons are because you're some people would say, well, they're lacking energy and their glucose is going to run out or get depleted pretty quickly. Uh, and then they have a fear of burning muscle, uh, you know, because you're breaking down muscle uh, and then possible loss of strength because they don't have as much glucose, they think, or energy. So when they're training and then mm-hmm. if you train too long, which you don't want to do that, and we talk about that all the time, if you train too long, that could start to cause your cortisol levels to jump up. And that's not good because that's catabolic. It causes more muscle breakdown. So that's what you don't want to have happen. So need to, yeah, I have a good solid window of training. And mm-hmm. I typically recommend 45 minutes or less. Okay. So that's some of the, the potential cons. And I'm sure you've tried it both either fasted or non-fasted, right? Yeah, absolutely on that one. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, right now I've been training in the mornings. So mm-hmm. I'm always training fasted. Um, now what I do do before I train though, is I take the MCT oil gel caps to give me, uh, some, some energy and it's, it's mm. a medium chain, medium chain of glyceride energy. So it's going to burn like a carbohydrate. And I found that's been pretty helpful. Uh, not mm. that I was really lacking that much anyways, but I've started right. doing that too. So for the past few years, I've been training in the morning. I've done it both ways. I mean, I've trained in the evening and. I've had good results from that too. So, but I, when I train in the evening, I always, I like to have two hours with no food before I train uh, to make sure I'm getting a good hormone response and I don't have any insulin mm-hmm. getting in the way. So that's kind of how I approach it. <laughs> well, you just mentioned a couple of things on how it's affected your training. Um, has it affected your training in other ways in, uh, 
in a positive way? Well, when I, what I found out is when I first when you first start training in the morning, you know, you have an adjustment there because depending on how you how much sleep you got the night before and how rested <laughs> you are and how recovered, you know, it takes you a little while. It takes a few workouts to kind of get used to getting that blood flow pumping. Like when mm-hmm. you do train in the evening, your blood's already pumping, so right, you know, right, it, it hmm. doesn't take quite so much. So initially, your strength will drop a little bit, but then it bounces right back. And then, then again, as long as you're getting plenty of sleep, you're getting plenty of food the night before, which is important, uh, you're fine. But mm-hmm. if you're some people, you know, stay up late and have some alcohol and some of these things, it's definitely going to affect your training. But it's going to affect your training whether you're training in the morning or training in the evening either. So I, I just feel like it doesn't matter when you train if you're not getting adequate, adequate recovery and nutrition. It, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter either way. But it is an adjustment when you get that early morning workout in. <laughs> so I am curious because you said there was an adjustment. What was your strategy when you were training later in the day? Yes, like I mentioned before, what I'd make sure I was doing is to keep my insulin down so that I you know, have good my hormones would kick in and get on the receptor sites of the cells and do their work. I, I make sure I didn't have any food two hours before. Mm-hmm. So I mean, anything, any type of food that would affect my insulin level i didn't want to have that so any carbohydrates i avoided those you know it doesn't mean i couldn't have a little bit of protein but i didn't do that very much either i just want to mm-hmm. be is uh no food as, as much as i could and i just felt like when i did that i got i still got a great pump everything else right. was good so i know it was working so there's no there's not really a problem not having food two hours before but i just think you're going to get a better hormone response because of that mm. so so how did it work out for you both options have worked out great. I mean, I've okay. got good results. I've been able to reshape, you know, some of the, some of my muscles with learning some of the training techniques and strategies, you know, like we talked about. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in my opinion, you, you, if people think you need to have carbs uh, for your energy before you train. And mm-hmm. the reality is, is uh, you don't have to, okay? Because you've already stored the carbs in the muscles and the liver. So there's a lot of debate going say, well, if you don't have the carbs on a regular basis, you're going to become catabolic, et cetera, because you're going to be burning glucose. That doesn't happen if you're carb cycling or doing a low carb diet because you're burning fat as your energy system. So that's, mm-hmm. that's really not going to be on the radar because insulin's out of the way. So that's one thing. Okay. Right. Um, and as, as you kick in your training, you know, the glucose is going to get activated and it's going to help the muscles to do the work. And this is another reason why, you know, I don't, do long workouts because again, mm-hmm. it's not beneficial, but when you run out of glucose, then you could potentially start catabolizing muscle tissue. Mm. So you work hard, work intense, and then get right back at it. So, uh, but both have worked great for me being fasted. Uh, I just, I think it's a, it's an, an excellent way to go. And you're going to burn more body fat, you know, cause you're burning fat too, but the glucose will be used as you're doing your weight training. So, so it sounds like, it's really not a big deal to train in a fasted type of a format like you are talking about. Um, it sounds like it's more of a mental adjustment than a physical. Is that correct? Yeah, well, it's mental to some degree, but it, uh, there is a little bit of physical depending okay. if you're eating a lot of carbohydrates. So, ah, you know, okay. if, if you're not getting enough food the night before, you know, then that's that can affect you as well. So, but that, that goes with everything. You know, if you don't get enough food, you know, period, it doesn't matter what time you train, you're going to, you're going to be flat. You're going to feel depleted. So 
Right. And that's why supplement, supplementing with beef liver capsules or amino acids can help. If you can't get food in, you can always use those. And, you know, there's, there's no fat in it, no, no, um, no carbs. So you're not gonna have any insulin. Mm-hmm. So, you know, in a nutshell, whatever training, whatever time you're training and you're doing it fasted, your body's going to adapt to it. And it's going to use your reserves and your resources, uh, because you're doing it on a regular basis. So the body's like, okay, we need to be doing it this way. Mm-hmm. And again, if you get, if you're eating right in recovery, you're going to be fine because I, that's, that's what's worked for me. And again, whether it's you know, morning or in the evening, I'm training without any food and I'm, I'm fine. I mean, I get really good pumps. People, mm-hmm. you know, they're really surprised by how I, how I do that, but you know, I don't have to do all the other stuff. <clears throat> well, on the other shows that we've talked about the fasting, um, you know, a, a lot of people were concerned about losing muscle, you know, um, uh, how do you feel about that, Armin? Well, I haven't, in my opinion, haven't lost much muscle at all, if any. Um, so, and I, again, like I mentioned, I get a good pump. So I, I just think that that's, that's kind of overthinking it personally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're eating high carb and low fat, then you're going to need, you need to replenish your energy system a lot more often because you're running off quick energy of carbs and sugars. So I think that could be a, a challenge. Okay. So, uh, cause you got insulin, insulin's elevated all the time to help process your carbohydrates. Right. So right. that's why I carb cycle. So I'm using fat as my all day energy. So, but when I'm getting ready to train, then the, you know, the stored carbs are going to be activated through the train and I'm not hmm. going to overdo it. So I'll, whatever I have, and people, you don't use up all your carbs that quickly. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you know, your, your body always keeps some in place, but that's why you want to keep your training short. So you don't overdo it. Well, as we wrap up the segment here, Armin, any final thoughts? Yeah. One thing is, is if you're doing carb cycling or low carb, you know, your body's burning fat and basically because you're not using insulin that helps to preserve muscle. So kind of keep that in mind. And Vince knew that too. Um, uh, but, you know, just because you may seem to have a little more energy when you're adding some carbohydrate doesn't mean that, you know, you're, you're building more muscle. That, that's mm-hmm. not, not that, you know, again, carbs don't build muscle. So weight training is all about breaking down the muscle and then repairing it with proper nutrition and getting that down with good recovery. And just, you got to keep that in mind, keep it simple. Okay. Um, so there's, you know, plenty of people building muscle, training fasted, and it, it's not a big deal. So, and I'm one of them. So keep that, you know, if you, if you need to do that, you're not going to be hurt. <laughs> well, a terrific show, Armin, a lot of great information. And we want your questions and topics. Keep them coming, because like I said in the last show, we're going to start introducing your questions and topics into a Q&A part of mm-hmm. the segment of the show. So we want to hear your questions. Best way to contact us, scan one of those QR codes above us or you can comment in the YouTube section. You can still do that or email support at nspnutrition.com. We want to hear from you. We want to hear your questions. And it's an important part of the show. And we're really thankful for our audience. Right, Armin? Oh, yeah. Really appreciate it. Absolutely. Well, congratulations to the contest winners. And tune in next week for a brand new episode of the NSP Nutrition Show. Hey, thanks for checking out the NSP show. Go to nspnutrition.com where you can find a whole heap of resources to help you achieve stunning definition and eye-popping levels of muscularity. Don't forget you can save 10% on your first order by using the code NSP show at the checkout. Catch you next time.